Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Thursday, May 6th. This is the Producers Happy Hour, a daily podcast with two producers on opposite coasts, reaching out to our filmmaking and live event community to hear your stories about how the pandemic has affected you, your life, and your work. Your stories let us know that we're not alone. It's important for us to keep sharing our experiences and ideas because we're all human and we're all going through this. So let's keep chatting. Keep chatting. It makes us all feel a little bit closer right now when we're all so separated. So email us or better yet, record a one to two minute voice memo and send it to us at producershappyhour at gmail.com or just follow the instructions on our website at producershappyhour.com. And please share this show with friends, colleagues, family, your second cousin, your oh, <laughs> your high school vice principal. Like we're Whoa. all human here. I know we want these stories a, to be heard. That's a new one. Um, ah, pull that one out of my ass. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we are broadcasting professionals, Christian. Today we're chatting with Sean Campbell, who is an executive producer at VMLYR in Atlanta. I know. I was so thrilled to speak to him for multiple reasons. Because he started off in production at the Apollo and then made his way into agencies. So he knows both sides. He's also in Georgia, Atlanta, where uh -huh. things are starting to open up and people are starting to put their feelers out to see if filming is happening in Atlanta. So I think it'll, you know, it was a really good, interesting conversation. Yeah. So, Christian, here we are, Thursday. It is week Thursday. Eight, week eight, right? It feels like it. Week 862, more like. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm spicy today. I'm spicy today. You are very spicy today, and I love it. And I think it's safe-ish to share that we're both getting feelers for work. Yes, we are. But, I mean, no, nothing to disclose. It's just making, a, I think it's making us both a bit stressed because we have the personalities of, we're freelance. We're being geared to, you know, never turn down work and always do something. But also being able to perform in this environment is whew, crazy. And then, Challenging. yeah. And lastly, you know, as I've been harping for three weeks now, client expectations. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that goes. How are yeah. you doing today? I'm okay. Same thing. Work calls are coming in and you know, trying to figure out what's the right thing to do mm -hmm. and how best to move forward in these times. I mean, we can talk about this in a second, but fortunately, Los Angeles has come out with new guidelines right. for how we're moving into next week. And we can talk about that Very in a minute. Interesting. So at least there's some guidelines. We know a little bit about what's happening here, but mm -hmm. there's a, a lot of questions about how to make film production happen. Right. And for me, I think that a lot of it is exploratory, too. So how much effort, mm -hmm. you know, without being paid, are we going to, even though we have the time and it may result in right, a job, right. how much effort are we going to expend, you know, doing the things that we would normally uh -huh. do? Like, I don't mind putting a, you know, a budget together real quick for somebody if I'm on a job already. But, you know, during this time, I just feel like the exploratory calls are, you know, they're interesting. We'll see what they result yeah. in. This Friday is when things are going to start loosening up here. And it's very gradual, right? I'm so, overwhelmed by this, by the way. Are you really? Yeah, I'm a bit overwhelmed by it. The shotgun of information that we receive that is yeah. absolutely all over the spectrum. I don't know what to believe, what is safe, what isn't safe. Like, 
I thought yeah, we were yeah, going to yeah. be locked up longer. I thought I don't I, like I had no idea. Not that we were locked up, but you understand my I, metaphor. I, I, I do understand, <laughs> and I, I did think that May fifteenth was going to extend to the end of the month here in Los Angeles, but it's right. not. And as with everything, with a, a little bit of a grain of salt, I have trust in Garcetti and what the information he's passing on to us. Yeah, and he's saying that this decision of what we're going to do on May eighth is completely based on science and based on the numbers and the numbers are telling us we're good to go into stage two right right so this is going to be stage two out of five stages right and the stage five there's no dates on any of this right so this is not a made-up thing stage five ends at vaccine right and so it's okay. the time between now and vaccine are these stages right and mm-hmm. so that time's unknown so mm-hmm. there's no dates on this except mm-hmm. for may 8th tomorrow is stage two and it's a gradual approach to reopening so the second stage aims to transition angelinos back to a new reality Mm -hmm. in quotes with a slow and gradual change to some restrictions while always ensuring that there are adequate safety measures in place there's a website that has all this information for los angeles it's corona-virus.la slash safer la you know, it's couched in this kind of information that it says, you know, the hard truth is that we will be living with COVID-19 until there's an effective vaccine or treatment for the virus. Only then will the pandemic truly be over. Right. So these protective measures will mm-hmm. be in place as long as COVID-19 remains a threat to public health. Effective Friday, May 8th, some retail establishments will be allowed to offer online or phone orders and curbside pickup only. And these include florists, toy stores, music stores, mm-hmm. bookstores, mm-hmm. clothing stores, and sporting goods stores. Right. Car dealership showrooms will be open for sales. All of this is with adherence to social right. distancing and mm-hmm. infection control protocols. Restaurants still remain closed right. to dine-in guests. Mm-hmm. Face coverings are required for customers and workers at these other essential services. So that's it. And I know they're doing floors specifically because it's Mother's Day weekend. So that's that's the plan for now. Yeah. And I mean, from my understanding, those are all specific stores. So like when you go to a bookstore, yes, there's browsing, but you usually are there specifically to buy a book, right? Same with all the type of stores that you just did. They're waiting on places like large electronic stores because <laughs> you go in there and <laughs> yeah. you just browse, you know, you go. Get lost. So, exactly. Yeah. And so, no, I mean, I think the thinking behind it is quite smart. There's going to be, there's a big risk, right? Especially in the states who are just rushing to open, you know, hair salons. So there's a big risk. And I just, the kind of brutal honesty that I was craving that, you know, Governor Cuomo seemed to fill the need of, just would be nice to hear one of those governors say, you could die if you go do these services. Yeah. And they don't. And I think that that is a great injustice to people because- if you don't inform them, mm-hmm. then you sh- take the responsibility for their actions. Yeah, yeah. I just feel passionate about it because I have a lot of people in the South and who are correctly advising themselves and getting as much information as they can and staying at home and all of those things. But in their communities, they have other people who are not and they're subjected to them. Yeah. And they have to be. Yeah. Since we're opening. So it's a, it's a, it's like a tale of two countries. Oh, God, tell me about it. Yeah. So we have a voice memo to listen to, but I do want to mention this article in Deadline about the SAG chief saying production won't return to normal until vaccine 
testing and tracing are in place. Well, I I do think that um, actors are some of the most vulnerable because they cannot wear masks. That's true. It's an interesting article. I feel like it's a little clickbaity. Of course. In the sense <laughs> it's that deadline. <laughs> it's deadline. And the, the term normal won't return to normal until vaccine, right? So what exactly is normal? We hate that word, in case you guys haven't, uh, yeah, haven't yeah. realized <laughs> up to this point. We really hate that word. I mean, ugh, normal, please. Yeah. But that is the reality, is that we're going to have to modify until there's a vaccine. Right. That's probably what the article should read. Modifications until vaccine, which I think we're all well yeah, aware of. Yeah, common sense yeah. and such. And, you know, I I, I did want to mention, and I know that this is completely off track, but unemployment rates went up again today by 3.5 million. So we're at uh-huh. 33 so I understand the urge to open up. Believe me, I get it. I just, I'm, I'm just, I guess my heart feels both, feels the, the need for people to stay home and be safe and also the need for them to get out and work are colliding right now because yeah. their situation is unsustainable. Food shortages are starting to happen yeah. in bigger ways. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm just, I feel like the weight of the world I feel it all right now. It's tough. Yeah. I'm going to put the corona-virus.la slash saferla website in our show notes because there's a lot of information there. You should check it out. But Christian, we have a voice memo what? from Jackie. I'm from very Jackie excited. Wardwer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's take a listen. Hello, my name is Jackie Wedower. I'm based out of New York City, and I am a video producer here. I work for a company, and I'm also freelance. So I work 9 to 5 for a company called The Daily Meal. We're a food and uh, drink website owned by Tribune Publishing, which is a giant conglomerate newspaper company that owns several different newspapers that I also make videos for. And freelance, I do some jobs on the side, mainly editing for all sorts of different clients. And right now, yes, I am working. However, Tribune Publishing furloughed almost all of their employees for three weeks between May and July. So I will have to be taking a three-week furlough in July, but at least I know that it's coming. And with freelance jobs, I have had some projects get pushed back. One was pushed back because I was supposed to film in restaurants for a big YouTube channel that wants to brought into New York City, but they had to obviously push that back while the shutdown keeps restaurant kitchens closed. And another travel blog, they had me edit all of their travel videos, but right now travel content is just really doing poorly everywhere on the internet. So they pushed back some projects there. So I will have projects whenever this is over, so that's good. Advice I have for fellow film professionals during this hard time is to Keep your options open and stay flexible. Um, There are still a lot of people out there. Even if you can't go and film these projects yourselves, there's still, I found that there's a lot of people out there who are creating videos and not really knowing what to do with them, how to edit them, or how how to distribute them. So that's where people like us can come in and consult, can help edit their videos because a lot of people are kind of finding that filming is is not the hard part wondering you know how to put graphics on things and all that is really the difficult part and that's where where I can come in um so and you know in my part of the industry I focus on restaurants 
and small businesses and doing videos for smaller clients, not necessarily big brands. And I found that people are still wanting to create, still wanting to keep their projects going. Just maybe there's a, a little bit of pivoting going on. And I'm hopeful that it'll continue to pivot in the in the right direction and we'll keep on working through this. Thanks. I mean, it's human nature to want to keep creating, keep doing, right? No, I completely agree. And I love her advice. There's always a counterpart to what you can do. Like the services we provide are needed by people who are creating the content right now. Yeah. So figure out how to, how to service them. Exactly. Yeah. You provide yeah. those services. So great call. Yeah, Thank exactly. you so much. Yeah. So thanks, Jackie, for sending that in. But Christian, we should get on with our interview with Sean. Yes. But first, go to our website, producershappyhour.com. Go to our Take Action page. There's a lot of information there. There's petitions that are important. There's information on the, all the federal aid that's out there and places for you to volunteer or donate or help out in any way you can. And also places for you to find help if you need it. So take a look at that. All right, so let's get on with our interview. Sean Campbell started in the production biz at the world-famous Apollo Theater in New York. Soon after, he went to Warner Vision Entertainment, working on the PBS classic The Magic School Bus, Buns of Steel workout videos, and music videos for Warner Music Group. He moved to Atlanta to become a producer with J. Walter Thompson. He worked there for nine years producing broadcast TV, online content, and radio spots, generating multiple awards. Sean then moved on to work for ASO in Atlanta as head of broadcast production, where he worked for nine years. Sean is currently the executive producer of VMLYR Atlanta office and works with the creative teams from all offices. He's worked on just about every major brand you can name. Sean is a huge comic book fan, movie buff, and enjoys mixing <laughs> music and spending time with his family. Let's take a listen. Thank you for joining us today, Sean. Thank you for having uh, me. I appreciate it. How are you doing? How is your family? How's your health? And you're in Atlanta, correct? Yes, correct. I'm in Roswell, Atlanta, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. or Roswell, Georgia, which is mm -hmm. uh, north of Atlanta. We're doing well. We're doing well. We had a little issue with a family member. Mm -hmm. who, um, they passed away on Easter, Easter Sunday, oh, my goodness. Due, due to COVID yeah. issues, which is, was a shock to us. Um, yeah. and, uh, it, it hits home. Yeah, it really does. Because mm -hmm. for me, every time I watch like news and they had the numbers of deaths, it became more yeah. real for me because right. my cousin was part of those numbers. So it took me about a week to kind of get out of that funk that I was in mm -hmm. due to the fact that, uh, I mean, as a family, we kind of rallied together. We prayed and we did everything you're supposed to do to make the outcome a little bit better. And yeah. it didn't turn out that way. And it made me question the world. I was mm -hmm. angry. It made mm -hmm. me question my own faith. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't have the answers. And then I realized that's just part of the human experience, not to have mm -hmm. the answers sometimes. And you just have to get through it. But we're, we're, we're doing well. We're coming out of that. And I have a daughter who's graduating from high school and getting ready to go to college. Yeah, I feel bad for her due to the fact that she can't obviously walk across, yeah. you know, the stage yeah. and get her diploma. Mm -hmm. And she, mm -hmm. she's, she's come to terms with that a little mm -hmm. bit. But we're going to do something special here inside the That's house. Nice. So, Sean, we know about your background, we know your history, mm -hmm. but can you give us a little bit of a rundown of what you were involved in, what you were doing? On the weeks prior to the pandemic and the lockdown, where was your mindset? What was going on? At that so, so it's funny because we were shooting a job, actually. 
mm-hmm. that that week. I think it's the it was like the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth. We were shooting. Wow! And yeah. we started getting news about the COVID uh, virus, and it, it became more intense. Right, the mm-hmm. president was on television and giving as much information as he could at the time. You know how you're in Video Village and we would all huddle and someone would say, right. oh, he, he's on TV and he's he's giving a press yeah. conference. And we all would take the time to kind of find out as much information as possible. But it was it was a weird time. Our, our mm-hmm. medic on set did have a, a temperature reader, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, every now and then people would go to get their temperature read. But obviously at that time, we didn't have face masks. Right. 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 Because it was it was just new. Right. We that just, was unknown at that exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. So we were just hearing things. And I remember it was a, a, a topic of discussion throughout the entire shoot. And then they got to a point where our director said, hey, he was from New Zealand. Right. And he said, oh, hey. I, another layer. <laughs> exactly. So, he, yeah. you know, we all rallied together. And he said, hey, Sean, I just want to be completely honest with you. I don't want to get stuck here. I have two little kids in New Zealand. I have a wife. I'm thinking about leaving a day earlier. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And I was kind of expecting that due to the fact that flights were getting canceled at the time. So uh, he said that we were lucky to have the EP of the production company at our shoot. So he had a conversation with me and I said, hey, let's do this. The last day we were going to be shooting drone footage. So I, I said, hey, you know, I'm willing to entertain him going back home because mm-hmm. I understand the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I, I would yeah. hate for him to get stuck here with his kids. Right. I mean, his kids, got they would be terrified, you know, not knowing where their father is and when he's going to come home. Totally. I didn't want to be responsible for that. Of course. But at the same time, I've got a job to do. (laughs) You have to balance the two. (laughs) Exactly. So we got together and we decided, look, due to the fact that drone guys were there at our shoot, let's go ahead and download everyone what the expectations of that shoot is. Mm -hmm. And maybe myself and our creative director can go and shoot that. So the director took us through everything as far Mm -hmm. as his expectations and his vision. And we said, okay, cool, get on the next flight. We were in the middle of the shoot, so mm-hmm. he shot what he needed to shoot for that day. Right. He got on a flight, I believe, that morning. We went out to Athens, Georgia, and we shot yes. some drone footage, uh, myself, right. creative director, and an art director. And it was fun, man. It was really, really good. So I'm mm-hmm. waiting for my DGA card to come in the middle. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure it's in the mail. (laughs) But but you you had to have those discussions with client and such and expectations. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And the client was going through it with us. It was a shared experience. Yeah, it was a shared Mm -hmm. experience. And everything that we shot to date before that happened, the client was extremely happy with. So they felt comfortable with that. And they knew it was just uh, Mm -hmm. drone footage. So it was cool. It's great that you were able to kind of collaborate and understand the weight of the situation and be able to communicate with your clients and make that situation work. That's really important. I feel like that's really important to what's going to be happening going forward. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. Moving forward, let's talk about board flow and how are the discussions going with your brands now? Are they eager to get their message out? Are they waiting to see who does it first or... And then, too, when we do start back up, have you prepared them at all for those types of expectations? We've had a a conversation amongst ourselves at the agency, 
And the collective thought is to keep moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. Just keep pressing Mm -hmm. forward. In Atlanta, in our Atlanta office, we have a shoot coming up in July. So I, I, I did inform my creative team that let's come up with options. And those options being live action and those options being animation or something Mm -hmm. that we can put together via just an edit, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard because creatives, that's their passion, like to to create that art, you know, and then you don't want to get in the way of that. Right. You want them to kind of push forward, which is what those guys did, because I did see the creative that we're presenting to our clients. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to just do what we normally do, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, educate ourselves as to what the landscape is going to look like Mm -hmm. when that time comes. Unfortunately, right. we don't know what the landscape looks like, is going to look like. No, everyone has an opinion. But. Everyone has an opinion. Yeah. Everyone has a theory. But right. we had a conversation with Tool and we had a conversation with mm-hmm. Jason at To Spears and Arrows. Right. And oh, we're, yeah. we're going to do a, a creative discussion with Jason next week. Mm-hmm. So he can kind of take us through his thoughts. What's tricky about all of this is that there's no universal way of doing things. No. Everyone is just like, hey, I need to survive. This is how I know how to survive. Right. And uh, I think this is where relationships are extremely important. Mm -hmm. Extremely important. Relationships and collaboration. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Very transparent collaboration. Exactly. Right. So I'm having discussions. I mean, the thought is that we would shoot in July, but I'm having discussions now because I need to go back to my creatives and clients. And let them mm-hmm. know these are the options that we have on the table. And if you're willing to trust us with the difference in the process, we can make something happen. What that something is, I don't know right now, unfortunately. Right. It may need, the creative maybe need to be tailored to the possibilities, the current possibilities. Right. Right, mm-hmm. right. But one thing I do know, and it, it makes me feel good, is that we are a group of problem solvers. That's what we do. I mean, the yes. scale is uh, is a bit larger, but mm-hmm. I feel confident that we will figure it out. I, I, I really, really I agree with that. Yeah. Has your agency put together any sort of production protocols or are you kind of just relying on the different production partners that you well, have? Well, I think that's why we're having these conversations to kind of figure out what makes sense uh, right. to do. Unfortunately, we have a lot of things going on. We have safety mm-hmm. that we have to think about. We have people's livelihoods that mm-hmm. we have to think about. And of course, we have our client. So you have right. you have art. And then you have the, the commerce side of, mm-hmm. of the business that you have to consider. As always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in new ways, right. in much bigger. Right. Yeah, much it's bigger life and death right now. now. Right. It's life and death. Really, yes. For sure. For sure. But I do know that you can't get scrappy because what we're considering doing, it's, it's not really new when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. You think about like I, I, I live in Georgia, Roswell, Georgia, right. mm-hmm. and Atlanta's the hub of music right now, right? right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And 100%. that the mentality of producing a music video has always been hustle. Right. Yeah. You don't always get a yeah. permit. You kind of shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you get it done and then you move on. So it yeah. it has been done, like it's being right. done. But once again, we have to kind of engage in how does this process work at our level? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, which is very different. Which is and very it, different, yep. You're in Atlanta, you're in Georgia. Georgia is starting to open up. Correct. Mm-hmm. Have you been hearing of film shoots happening locally, or what's the tone there? Is everyone being safe and ready to get back to work safely, or is it a little all over the place? Yeah, it's a, unfortunately, it's a little bit all over the place because mm-hmm. of the fact that people need to put food on their table then, you know? Yeah. Desperation. And desperation. Mm-hmm. They get pretty desperate. You know, you, you make friends with the crew and you mm-hmm. keep in touch with production supervisors and you engage them in conversations to kind of get a feel of what's going on. I had a conversation about two weeks ago with a friend of mine who's a production supervisor. And she said, as far as production is concerned, like advertising and film, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing really going on. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to know of someone who you know is a DP who has camera equipment at home, is willing to go rogue and do his own thing. Right. But there's a huge risk to that. And as tempting yeah. as it is to indulge or entertain that, I don't think any brand wants to be associated with we're taking that risk, right? Yeah. And I think now the way that uh, we're all communicating and glued to our devices, that it would be pretty well known right. immediately. Right. Brands taking risks right now are, you know, few and far between, I would think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> correct, yeah. correct, correct. Exactly. Yeah. And don't, again, we're, we won't get political, but do I love Miss Bottoms? Yes, I do. Yeah, she, she's, <laughs> she's awesome. A, she's she's mm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and I, I want to be careful as to not get in that direction or go in that No, 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 no. I'm just saying that she's a force. Right. So That's you have the, the city of Atlanta and then you have Georgia. Mm-hmm. She's trying to do her own thing, like a lot of cities, and they have their own agenda. And I, I think right now, as far as production is concerned, yeah. Tyler Perry Studios and and Mm -hmm. everywhere else, they're like, hey, let's kind of just chill and let the science tell us what the next move is, right? That's interesting because doesn't he have a complex where he could sequester or quarantine crew and there's possibility? I've heard rumors of possibilities of things happening, but... Yeah, I, I don't know what those things are. Obviously, people need to make make money and put food on the table. So that becomes another thing that you need to consider. Like, Mm -hmm. what are your moral obligations as a human being? Is it Mm -hmm. to entertain or meet the needs of people from a health standpoint or meet the needs of the people from a livelihood standpoint? Right. Right. To the livelihood standpoint, the other thinking, you know, at the national level is exactly that. People are so desperate to Mm -hmm. get back to work and return to normal life that they're going to make they're going to take bigger risks. Right. 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 Without they're going to assume bigger risks without Mm -hmm. protection and without really even evaluating. Right. And and so, you know, us putting out work, there's a moral Mm -hmm. question even behind that. Correct. Mm -hmm. So if we're not fully prepared, if we don't have testing down, if we don't have everything in place to make mm-hmm. sure we can return to work safely. Right, right. And, exactly. and there's a sense of anger as far as people not being able yeah. to work. And I would, yes. when you're in a situation like that, people tend to want to have someone to blame. Oh, yeah. Right. As to mm-hmm. why they can't put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Like it's because of yeah. someone. And man, I would hate to be that someone. <laughs> Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. And on the, same, and the flip side, and to your point, like I would hate to be the production that uh, crew members brought something home to their families. Correct. Brought COVID. Correct. You could try everything and do your very best and wipe down every surface and whatever, but one person misses one doorknob once and then right. we don't know because right. you can't see it. Is there anything, you know, we kind of call it like 
BCV before COVID. <laughs> we're going <Yeah>. into <laughs> ACV coming up. We're, we're, we're designing um, our own utopia. Right. Right, right, right. Oh, I know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mine's a great place to be. But changes in the industry, like are there any practices or changes that you would like to see moving forward that didn't work or maybe we were just doing it because it was habit or protocol or whatever? That could be filming wise or it can be, you know, starting where the ideas come from since yeah. you know both worlds. <laughs> I think there needs to be a sense of humanity to creative, right? Yeah. That's a good yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. And what I mean by that is as an artist, right, mm-hmm. and grooming your baby, if you will, mm-hmm. you tend to look inward because this is your expression of art. I think that's going to change because now there comes a sense of responsibility. Like, okay. what is the right thing to do? Because mm-hmm. in order for someone to execute their art, what are the mm-hmm. risks they're willing to take? Right. So there becomes an issue of safety. There needs to be some type of protocol in place that if someone walks on set, that they are not risking the lives and the health of other people. Mm -hmm. And there needs to be some type of protocol, if you will, as to how we go about doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. And and what does that do or mean for the job? I'm thinking that... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, typically on some smaller shoots, you have your pre-pro and then you shoot the next day. Yeah. I think that's going to change. No. No. There's going to have to be a mandatory down day. At least a down day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Between the pre-pro and the shoot for you to go in and make sure everything is sanitary, make sure that everything is in place to make people feel comfortable Mm -hmm. from an optics standpoint, because that's going to mean a lot, you know, especially when you're dealing with talent. And they have to kind of get in their zone to perform. Mm -hmm. And if they feel uncomfortable on a set, you may see that in their performance. Oh, 100%. You know, and then as a creative person and you're trying, or director, you're trying to get that magical moment in the performance. If this is weighing on them, it may take a lot of takes (laughs) to get to that point Mm -hmm. where you're satisfied with, with their performance. So I would say that would be key as far as what the expectations are regarding shooting. And then something as simple as like, you know, craft services. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big question mark. How do we handle that? Yeah. Is is Panera Bread now doing our craft (laughs) services (laughs) and putting together little box lunches? Might have to be. Yeah. (laughs) That's prepackaged and everything else. You know, you got your Rice Krispie treats because you can't have like open fruit. Yeah, no, no, no open fruit, no bowls, no things that people can touch and share. Exactly. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any advice since, you know, as producers, we are facilitators of creativity. Right. Do you have any advice for any creatives out there in our industry mm-hmm. as to what they can be doing or how they can kind of get through this time and come back into this, whatever the new normal is going to be? I think it's really important to stay informed right now. I think it is your duty to do that. And I don't want to dictate how you stay informed, whether it be social media or you're watching TV mm-hmm. or reading the trades. But I think you do have a responsibility to do that, to see what's going on, because this is not the time to be selfish, if you will, because this is a, a global crisis mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. in. And uh, we need to be responsible and do our due diligence to make sure that we are just not selfishly thinking about ourselves but humanity as a as a whole Mm -hmm. once again you know i've made mention of executing your baby your dream 
Yeah. And sometimes we get caught up in that and look inward mm-hmm. too much. And it's okay to be selfish. That that's that's fine when right. it comes to art, right? That's it, human as well. Yeah, that's human as yeah. well. And that's that's your expression. And I, I totally get that. But we live in a different time right now. We Absolutely. really do. And who knows? You may be part of the silver lining. Uh-huh. And that's that's that meaningful. Means, that is yeah. very meaningful, you know? Yeah. Do your part. And it starts with information and staying at home. Yeah. If you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, that's what we're doing as a family. Right. We're staying home. And I got to tell you, the Zoom calls are fantastic. <laughs> they are. I, I, they are. I was on a Zoom call with my in-laws uh, this past weekend till 4.30 in the morning. I went to my basement. To our kitchen table, <laughs> then it went to my bedroom. Like my wife and I were, yeah, we're, my wife and I were literally in the bed together, and my eyes were closing. And I could hear my brother-in-law saying, "Sean, get up!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it was it was great, and we needed that. It was we weren't yeah. calling it therapy. But it no, therapeutic. it is. It's sure. part of the mental health that we need to be aware of too right, during right, this time. Right. Mm-hmm. Human connection mm-hmm. is a human need. Well, actually, I, Christian, I have one more question. Oh, okay. uh, do it. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here. <laughs> do it. What's the mood at the agency right now? How's everyone at the agency mm-hmm. handling all this? Is uh, the morale high or low or where are you guys? I, I think there's a little bit of both. I think people are just going through it day to day. I think our agency, and I'm not just saying this to protect my paycheck, but our, <laughs> <laughs> our, our agency has done a really, really good job of keeping people informed. That's good to hear. Yeah. Keeping people entertained and keeping people responsible to others. Meaning, right. you know, mm-hmm. you are your brother's keeper. Check up on people. See how yeah. they're doing. That's nice. You know, when my cousin was going through dialysis and she was in a hospital, we did like a prayer group. And I don't want to get religious. I'm a spiritual person, but not a religious person. And um, there was like a prayer group. And mm. I was talking to a, a coworker of mine who's really just a great person. And I was telling him about it and I sent him the invitation and I'm on the prayer group and I hear his voice on the call. Yeah. Yeah. And that meant the world to me. And there was another coworker whose mother, they were thinking may have had COVID because she wasn't feeling well and she was going to the hospital and he mentioned her name. And Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that just kind of makes you kind of get through the day and make Mm -hmm. you stay hopeful as far as humanity is concerned. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge testament to our agency because it fosters those type of relationships. We've had, you know, recently had a a Cinco de Mayo call where one of the young ladies in our business affairs department was making margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I may have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. We had another one where a DJ was, was DJing and you got an opportunity to kind of dance around and just chill. And then we, we, we sounds have, like you guys are having fun. Yeah, we, I know, we, it sounds, we are. We are. We're we just have, trying well, to keep morale. I mean, like you're doing I, it right. Yeah. You know? And our uh, John Cook, our CEO, he was barbecuing the other day, you know, grilling oh, a steak. Sweet. What's funny about that is prior to this whole crisis, we probably wouldn't have entertained something like that. Right, which is what I was going to say is that it's like your team has shifted from a work team to like a support team. 
for sure. just to help each other get through this. For sure, for sure. I imagine there's still business to take care of. Yeah, for sure. I got to tell you, I've been putting in like 11, 12-hour days. Yeah. A lot uh, of people yeah, are saying that they're yeah, working yeah. more now than they were before. Yeah, yeah I, even, I, I've had this conversation with a couple of people quite often, actually, because people tend to ask this question. You take for granted some of the conversations that take place in passing in the office. You know, just stepping into, uh, someone's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. stepping yeah, into yeah. someone's office or you're getting a cup of coffee and someone says, hey, we got a meeting or the client likes X, Y, and Z, but we need to make these changes. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, or whatever. Now those conversations are in a meeting, like Teams or it's in an email. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, like I get a lot of emails every day. And some of those emails probably would have been discussed just kind of right. in someone's office. Popping by somebody's exactly. desk. Right, yeah. exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, we are definitely engaged way more than we were pre-COVID, right. for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the work is getting done because one of our clients, they're just moving forward. And I, I think it's a good thing because it's keeping people uh, working, it's keeping mm-hmm. people engaged, and there's a sense of normalcy to it all. Good. Yeah, right? that's important. Yeah, and as far as mental health is concerned, you need those distractions. Oh, yeah. Like, I love going in my basement and getting away from my family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason to have a basement is right. <laughs> I know. And it's like, daddy's working. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have that, which yeah. is great. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's been cool. But, yeah, it's a huge testament to VML that they're keeping us moving forward. It's a huge testament mm-hmm. to our clients who are being collaborative with us and just pushing ahead. And if we, you know, get to a point where we have obstacles, once again, mm-hmm. we're problem solvers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll we'll, get figure to them. we'll figure it out. Well, Sean, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Before you go, we yes. do, we'd like to ask everybody when we know normal's not a thing, like new normal, old normal, whatever. But when we're able to being each Slack. other's presence exactly. again. <laughs> Slack up on these guidelines. What are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to presenting a piece of creative to a production company mm. Nice. Mm. and them saying, yeah, we can do this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then me being able to, to tell my creatives, hey, we're, we're greenlit. Everything is a go. We're going to have a, a call with, our, with a director on Tuesday. Wow. That's so lovely. (laughs) Mine is a shot and a beer across the street, but you go for that creative crap. I'm kidding. I know. (laughs) That was so lovely. professional. This this has been a passion job for me. And I'm an extrovert. I'm not an introvert Mm -hmm. by any Mm -hmm. means. Mm -hmm. And selfishly speaking, I need those connections. You need that, people. I I really, really do need those connections. And being able to do that would be mm-hmm. huge for my own sanity, to be honest. Exactly. It's a little slice of normality, which we would maybe yeah. take for granted. Just setting up those calls and when the beginning of a Reaching job. Reaching out you to know, your production companies. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's a relationship business. Yeah. I love it. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Sean, thank you so much for thank joining you. us today. We really real appreciate thank you your guys. insight. Uh, I, I appreciate it. This actually has been very therapeutic for me. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. Us too. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Like, this is our free therapy. <laughs> it's a pleasure. All right, Sean. Thank, thank you. you so much. All right. Take care. Wow. <sighs> that, that little slice of normality that we've taken for granted, the phone call of just saying, okay, we're good to go. 
Oh, I you know. know start and I'm just job. like, please, can I drink in public and touch people? <laughs> 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 but he's right. I mean, he had so many great, positive and warm and lighthearted things to say. Yeah. You know, especially the, you know, it's not the time right now to be selfish. Inform yourself yeah. and understand that, please, humanity, we need to help yes. each other. Absolutely. Huh. Well, right. Lawrence, <laughs> this show was edited and co-produced by Rob Bloomkey. Artwork and logo design by Christopher Daniels. And our music was composed by Kyle Puccia. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe, stay connected, stay active. But we still have to do it staying at home. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Clean your phone because it's gross. Uh It's disgusting. You've been in the bathroom. (laughs) And if you do have to go outside, wear a mask. If you need a mask, then I will send you one. Just let me know. Yeah. Hit us up at producershappyhour at gmail.com for your mask needs or if you want to share your story with us. Lawrence, how do people reach you directly? You can reach me at lawrencetlewis.com or for voiceover work, voiceoflawrence.com. Christian, how do people get a hold of you? Sisterchristianproduces.com. Dot com. All right, all. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye.